Hey friend, I'm Robin May and a few of the professional hats that I wear includes being a transformational speaker, a life coach, and a licensed therapist. And personally, well, I'm a wife, a mommy to three girls, and a pastor's wife, just to name a few. Girl, I'm over here doing all the things while trying to stay in shape and keep my skin clear. But the truth is, I don't want to be known for being busy. I think that's a scheme that somebody set up. No, I want to be known for living a life that is in perfect alignment with what God intended. And I want to help you do the same. So it's with that in mind, I'd like to welcome you right here to Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Over here, we're creating a safe space to have real conversations with real women on real topics. This is a judgment-free zone where we can be vulnerable and honest and curious about our lives so that we can elevate not just what we do, but who we are. So if any of that resonates with you, again, welcome to our safe space. This is Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Hey, sis, one more thing before we get started. Listen, a few years ago, I started asking women to define what happiness means to them. And when I tell you, I was shocked how hard it was for women to put into words their happiness. And the truth is, I could relate to it, girl. Life can sometimes get so crazy that it's hard to be clear on what happiness looks like and feels like to you. And so with that in mind, I created the absolutely free five-day Define Your Happy Challenge. I am on a mission to help 1,000 women define their happy. So if you're ready to get clear about what makes you happy, head on over to defineyourhappy.com. Okay, that's it for real now, y'all. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey, friend, welcome, welcome, welcome to Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Girl, this is episode eight. That means our community has been going strong for two months. I truly, truly enjoy our time together. I hope you are being encouraged. I hope you're being challenged. I hope you're being equipped. And I hope this conversation really is helping you live intentionally fully engaged. Listen, if you are coming back again and you've been rocking with me for a while, welcome back again. I'm so happy that you are here. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope that you become a consistent part of our community. Listen, wherever you are listening to this podcast, can you do me a favor? Can you go ahead and leave a review and also subscribe to the podcast? What that does, it lets the powers that be, whoever they are, it lets them know that people are interested in this conversation. It really does help to amplify our time together. And if you are watching this on YouTube, y'all, I am trying to get to 500 subscribers on YouTube and you can help me do that. Can you go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment because how the algorithm works when you leave a comment they put it in front of more people so if you can do that for me i would be so so grateful all right so again it has truly been my honor to be on this journey with you and today we are talking about one of my favorite topics which goes in line with this being a community and it is the topic of safe spaces y'all this is one of my favorite topics and i'm going to start by asking you to turn to a scripture with me. So take out your Bibles. Let's have a quick Bible study. Take a deep breath. It's going to be real quick. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. This is what it says. As iron sharpens iron, 
So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. That's in the New King James Version. Y'all, this is one of my favorite scriptures. Let me read it to you in three other translations. In the NLV translation, it says this, iron is made sharp with iron and one man is made sharp by a friend. I can't wait to break this down. The CEV translation says it like this, just as iron sharpens iron, friends sharpens the minds of each other. Y'all, I love that. Just as iron sharpens iron, friends sharpen the minds of each other. Okay, one more. In the Amplified translation, it says this, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. Y'all, I love this scripture because I believe it really heightens the significance of the relationships we have in our life. So I am about to lay out a case for why you need safe spaces. And I hope by the end of me laying out this case, you will say, okay, Robin, I get it. Do y'all remember? <laughs> Do y'all remember that I told y'all what happens? I don't have to explain this every time, but y'all know. I, I go off track sometimes, but I'm going to come back. I always come back. But do you all remember that episode of Martin when he proposes to Gina or he's getting ready to propose to Gina and he says, dang, Gina, okay, I'll marry you. That I don't know how that becomes a reference for me. I'm going to talk about this in my stories on Instagram. I don't know how I somehow can reference that one statement almost weekly. I somehow find a way that I can make that apply to something almost weekly. And so in this case, by the time I finish laying out my case for why you need a safe space, I want you to say, okay, Robin, I get it. I agree. I want you to be able to say that. Okay. So I also want to tell you that this conversation is setting us up, girl, because in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about friendship therapy unpacking friendship for adult women and this conversation is going to set us up for that okay so i want you to pause and ask yourself this question as i get ready to talk more about safe spaces who in your life helps to sharpen you who helps to i really want you to think about this have i told y'all this what i would love what i would love is for you to have a journal and as a matter of fact i have live life journals so by the time, okay, not by the time you listen to this episode, but maybe the next episode, I'm going to provide a link for you to order a live life journal. Because what I would love, love, love is for you to have a journal just for intentional conversations with Robin May and friends. If you are a part of the Life Academy, you get a significant discount on the live life journals. But I want you to have a journal just for our podcast so that you can take notes and that you can reference it and you can have the conversation with your friends. What would make me so happy is if you and your girlfriends got together uh, maybe once a month, like it's a book club, once a month instead of it being a book club, it's a podcast club. Did I just make this up? Here I go again thinking I made something up. Did I just make this up? I want y'all to have a podcast club where y'all unpack the truths and the principles and the ideas that I'm sharing on the podcast. That would make me so happy. I would even come 
invite me. I would come to y'all's get together to unpack it. Okay, okay. So I want you to ask yourself this question. Who in your life helps to sharpen you? Who is influencing you the most? I don't want you to skip over this because it's critical. This is critical. Remember, I keep saying I'm here to help you elevate, not just what you do, not just what you produce. I'm here to help you elevate who you are just in your everyday being. I want you to be all that God wants you to be. So who is allowed to help sharpen you and who influences you the most? Now, remember, over here on Intentional Conversations with Robin May and Friends, we are living intentionally, fully engaged. And one of the critical components to intentional living are the people that you are closest to. Research has shown us over and over again that your circle will directly impact who you are and how you show up. Let's just stop there for a minute. I need you to really understand this. The people that you spend the most time with. I remember that um, there was this statistic that said you earn within 20% of the five people you spend the most time with, that you earn within 20%, either higher or lower, of the people you spend the most time with. And I was like, oh, well, I need to get my weight up because I don't want to be bringing down this, the percentage. <laughs> But your circle matters. I need you to really I need you to really think about this. We're not just having this conversation for you to hear me talk. I really want it to be a back and forth conversation. So that's why I tell you, girl, DM me, honey. We'll talk. Y'all, some of y'all have been doing it. We will chit chat. But your circle directly impacts who you are and how you show up. So what in the world do I mean by safe spaces? What do I mean by that? Here is the definition that I use most frequently. A safe space is defined as an established connection that allows for vulnerability and transparency without fear of retribution or judgment. You know, I'm going to give it to you again. You know, I'm going to give it to you again. Hey, hey. These kids have all these dances. They have a dance called the Gertie. Then they have a dance called um, the Gertie. It's another. Oh, getting sturdy. But they don't know nothing about this, about the WAP. This is not the WAP, though. This is the snake. I know on podcast, y'all can't see what I'm doing, but I'm doing, I think this is the snake. This is the WAP. Anyway, I was dancing as I was telling you. I'm going to say it again. Hey, hey, I'm going to say it again. Okay. <laughs> A safe space is an established connection that allows for vulnerability and transparency without fear of retribution or judgment. All right, y'all. We need safe spaces where we can be real and vulnerable, where we can be undone. Again, where we can be undone, where we don't have to have it all together. We need safe spaces where we don't have to have all the answers, where we can say, I don't know, where we can be honest, where we can be held accountable, where we can be told the truth. We need safe spaces. We need a safe space where we can share what we feel honestly, where we can talk through our insecurities, where we can be told the truth about ourselves. Listen, when I talk about safe spaces, I encourage us to establish safe spaces in the different relationships that we have. I want you to have a safe space with your girls, with your girlfriends. Now, listen, 
safe spaces, and we're going to get into this in a minute, safe spaces do require vulnerability. And so I'm not telling you that all of your girlfriends have to be that for you, honey. When we talk about um, friendship therapy, I'm going to talk about the um, levels or the tiers or the different um, uh, dynamics of friendship. Some of your friends are just the, hey, girl, what's up, friend? That's all. That's that friend girl hey girl what's up and then you have the girl let me tell you those are the people where you can really be vulnerable with so when we talk about having safe spaces with your friends that doesn't mean every friend you have but you need to have a good two or three where you can have this safe space established you want to have a safe space with your spouse you want to have a safe space with your children this may surprise you, but even when I speak in corporate America set in settings for corporate America, I talk about even in corporate America, how you can establish safe spaces within teams. Now, I want to unpack that definition. Remember, I said a safe space is an established connection that allows for vulnerability and transparency without fear of retribution or judgment. Vulnerability is the key for true transformation period. If you want to transform who you are and what you do, you're going to have to be vulnerable and vulnerability is necessary for true connection. But vulnerability requires a willingness to expose yourself. And y'all, that's not easy. Again, that takes safety. So what does it mean to feel safe? It means I don't have to worry about being harmed by you. Again, vulnerability means I'm exposing a part of myself. So if I'm going to expose a part of myself, I want to make sure that I'm not going to be harmed by you, where I'm not going to feel judged by you, where I don't feel like you're going to try to get back at me somehow, that I don't have to worry about you holding my vulnerability over my head. Have you ever shared something vulnerable with someone and they use that vulnerability against you? Y'all, I don't know about you, but that causes my wall to go all the way back up. So one of the things that I have found for myself and this is similar to my sister and I. My sister and I both have what would be described as a self-deprecating humor, not where we're speaking. I shouldn't even say self-deprecating, but y'all know what that means. So that's why I'm using that, that language. But we tend to call out things about ourselves, right? And so, and we, we share it vulnerably. We really can be vulnerable in that way. But one of the things she and I both often have found is that because we do that, we are then giving other people permission to do it. And then they take it to funky town. And it's like, hold on now, wait a minute. Hold on now. I said it now. You, you taking it too far. And so have you ever been vulnerable with someone and then they hold that vulnerability against you? you you've shared something vulnerable. And then the next time a situation happens, they're pointing that out or, or putting that back in your face. And you're like, no, this is not the same scenario or the same situation. And so a safe space is where you don't feel that you would be victim to that. So when a safe space has been established, you are wide open, but you don't have a concern about being taken advantage of. I cannot tell you how many women I work with through therapy who just have a hard time finding those spaces because it requires a willingness to be open. And quite frankly, a lot of us have had trauma-based experiences that keep our walls up. 
and I get it. I understand it, but I want you to understand one of my particular clients I'm thinking about right now. I tell her all the time, honey, you have done a great job of building Fort Knox. You have done an amazing job, but every so often you come to me and you say, Robin, I'm lonely. Robin, I want some friends. <laughs> Robin, I want some relationships. Honey, that Fort Knox that you built kept all the danger out, but it also kept all the love out as well, all the connection out as well. So I understand why people may build tall, tall walls and protect themselves. Because listen, quite frankly, you had to. Quite frankly, some of you had to. Some of us had to protect ourselves. But many times those strategies and tools that you used back then are no longer serving you today. It's time to reevaluate your tools. Now, I want to be clear about this because when I talk about this with married couples or when I talk about this in a parent-child relationship, it can get a little bit tricky. So if your spouse shares something that is a violation to the relationship, you are not a robot. It is manipulative if you feel that you can't respond because it's a safe space. And that's the same with your child. Safe spaces do not excuse consequences. So if your spouse comes and shares a major violation and you get upset, you show emotion and your spouse is like, oh, but I thought this was a safe space. That's manipulative. If your child does something that is completely um out of control or against the rules that you've set up in your home and your child says, but mom, I thought this was a safe, that can be manipulative. I'm not talking about being void of consequences, but what I am saying is that safe spaces establish more often than not that we can share freely and openly. So again, safe spaces allow you to share who you are freely, and this is important. Safe spaces give people an opportunity to be real with you. Because honey, it's not just you dumping all of your stuff on them. They are able to share with you as well. They're able to give you feedback. You give them feedback. I tell my clients all the time that I serve as a mirror for them to see themselves. So when you are talking with me, I am serving as a mirror for you to see you. So that as you're talking to me, I can reflect back what I am receiving. This is what happens in safe relationships. Listen, people who love you help you to see how you are showing up and they're able to help you see what you can't see about yourself. Y'all, people who love you help you to see how you are showing up and they're able to help you see what you can't see about yourself. Remember the scripture I referenced, and I'm going to read it again in the Amplified Version, Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. You want to make sure that you have relationships with people who will help you see what you can't see. Y'all, we all have blind spots. And so often we operate out of our blind spots more than we, more than we realize. So I'm going to say that to you again. We all have blind spots. And often we operate out of our blind spots more than we realize. Remember, just about for every episode, I have at least one resource for you to use to go further in understanding what we are talking about. 
you access those resources by going to robinmayonline.com slash podcast. When you scroll down that page, you'll see a link that says resources. Click that link so that you can see the different resources that I am sharing. But for this particular conversation, I want to share a visual. It's called the Jahari window, J-O-H-A-R-I, the Jahari window. And it talks about the different quadrants which we operate out of. And there are aspects of you that only you know. You know them and nobody else knows them. And then there are parts of you that you know and everybody else knows as well. And then there are parts of you that you don't know, but everybody else sees, right? So there are four quadrants. I just gave you three because I can't remember the fourth one, quite honestly. (laughs) This uh, resource wasn't in my notes as I was talking. I realized I wanted to share that with you. And so I can't remember the fourth one. Let me see if I can get it. So number one is um, when you have things about you that only you know and nobody else knows. And then there are things about you that everybody sees and that you see. And then there are things about you that other folks see and you don't see. That's called your blind spot. I can't remember the fourth one, but go to robinmeonline.com slash podcast, scroll down to resources so that you can see this visual. So again, we often operate out of our blind spot more often than we realize. And you see this often on social media. I have a challenge for you. I just want you to go through your timeline today. Take some time and go through your timeline today and look and see how much woe is me that you see. Most of the memes, most of the gifs, is it gifs or gifs? Somebody tell me, is the word gifs or is the word gifs? J-I-F-S, anyway. Most of the memes you see, most of the quotes you see have something to do with how we have been done wrong how folks are getting theirs one day, how I can't find me and other people. It's often about the offense we feel from others. Girl, just go through your social media today. I am challenging you to do that and just see, go through Instagram and just see how many of the memes and the posts are about one day they gonna understand, one day they gonna miss you, one day they gonna realize you were the best they ever had. One day, it is, and I'm not saying that that doesn't have its place because of course, yes, people can trip out and people can do you wrong, but honey, that is not the, um, the constant. The constant is really you dealing with you. Okay, so you rarely see memes and gifs or gifs, whichever one y'all tell me it is, or quotes about how you are offending other folk, how you are landing with other folk, how you are coming across. It's very rarely do you see a post that says, it's me, I'm the problem. And so I want us to recognize that safe spaces allows you to see you. So again, we all need someone in our life who is going to challenge the story we are telling ourselves. Listen, we can only see life through our lens and often we can tell ourselves a story. Can I tell y'all this? This isn't in my notes either. I'm gonna put myself out there real quick. Oh my gosh, I feel like I talked, no, I didn't. So remember I'm saying that we need someone in our life who can help us challenge the story we're telling ourselves. We all need someone in our life who is going to challenge the story we tell ourselves. What do I mean by that? 
honey, you can only see things through your perspective and you have experiences, you have situations, you have encounters that you will come to a full conclusion about, that you will have a whole thought about. And somebody who loves you could come and point out one little thing so that you could see that situation differently. One of my girlfriends called me the other day. I ain't gonna say her name. Hey girl. I'm not gonna say her name, but she called me the other day. She said, Robin, thank you. She said, because I recognize how many fires I was setting in my life simply because of how I was processing what I was hearing people say. She was processing anything that somebody said through her trauma, really valid pain, really, because all pain is valid, real valid situations that she had experienced. So when she would hear somebody say something, it would go through that lens. And so one of the things I used to tell her is that, girl, you are bringing a machete to a fist fight. You are bringing a knife to an argument. Like you're, you're, you're setting fires, that's how we describe it. And she finally, over these many years said, Robin, girl, I get it. And listen, I'm not going to just put her out there. People have to do it with me. I have intentionally created people spaces in my life where people can say, friend, nah, boo, you, how you are interpreting that. It could be that. Cause here's the thing. It could be how you are interpreting it, but what if it's not? What, what if there's another way you can see it? And so safe spaces allow you to challenge the story you are telling yourself so that you aren't ruining relationships, ruining connections, ruining opportunities simply because of how you are processing a situation. You can only see life through your lens and your lens is limited. So surround yourself with people who have your best interest at heart, people who want to see you evolve, someone who doesn't have a personal agenda other than you being who God called you to be. So again, remember iron sharpens iron, but that iron sharpening doesn't happen by yourself. Can I tell y'all something that I tell people all the time? I want you to write this down. I want you to take it to the bank and cash it. I want you to tweet it. I want you to post it on your Instagram stories. I want you to put it on Facebook. I want you to put it on threads, baby. Are y'all on threads? I want you to put it on threads. Listen to me. You know your intention, but you do not know how others are experiencing you. I'm going to say it again. You know your intentions, but you don't know how others are experiencing you. You don't know how you are landing with other people. And listen, here is the bottom line. You don't have to care. And I think you have the right to not care. I don't care how I'm landing with people. I don't care how others are experiencing me. They're going to just have to understand who I am. They're going to just have to get it. And you have every right. I believe in your autonomy. Listen, autonomy is a high value for me. I believe in your autonomy and I respect it. I just want you to understand there are consequences when you don't care. There is a reality that's going to occur in your life when you don't care. And if you are saying, I'm okay with paying that price, you know what I'm going to say, then go on with your bad self. But if you want real connection, if you want to have elevated relationships, if you want to grow as a woman, you want to make sure you have people in your life who can tell you the truth. The other day, my husband and I were on a staycation and we were uh, just talk, uh, pulling out question cards and asking one of the questions. And one of the questions said, what is wisdom that you would give your children? 
Now, y'all know we are preachers, so we're going to say you need to love Jesus, baby. But above that, Lee said he would tell our daughters, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And I said I would tell our daughters relationships are one of the highest currencies. Listen, can y'all DM me? Y'all know I'm always asking y'all to DM me on Instagram. Can y'all DM me and tell me whose advice you think is best? Listen, my husband and I are always in some kind of competition. <laughs> Can you go ahead and DM me? Which one of these pieces of advice do you think are best? You can do whatever you put your mind to or relationships are your highest currency. So again, you don't have to do anything different. You don't have to care how you are landing. I just want you to understand that it is going to impact your life. I often hear people say, this is just who I am. It is what it is. And again, that's completely fine. But if you want solid relationships, you're going to have to create safe spaces with people you trust. And listen, I can already hear you. I can, uh, girl, I can already hear you. You are saying, Robin, this sounds great, but I don't have those people in my life. Well, first, remember the Bible also says, if you want to be a friend, you must first show yourself friendly. And if every relationship you have had has been strained, you have to begin to look in the mirror. I don't want you to think about this as blame or fault. I'm just saying responsibility. You have to begin to look in the mirror. Every relationship you've had has been strained. If every female you've ever connected with has done you wrong, there is something you have to do to begin to look at your own patterns, how you are showing up. Listen, when I hear women tell me, I just can't find nobody who's a friend like me. I, I say sarcastically in session, <laughs> I say, oh, so you're the last one that's left. And of course the person's like the last one. You're the last person who's a good person, who's a good friend, who, because that is a, that is a limited mindset. When you say you just can't, you're the only person out there who is a good friend. And so what I want to encourage you to do is you are consistently having strained relationships. I want you to pause and pay attention to your patterns. One of the most um, powerful exercises you can do is to begin to write down all your different relationships and then begin to identify how the friendship or relationship started how it was going in the middle and how it ended. Because I'm telling you, you'll begin to discover a pattern that is contributing to how the relationships are ending up. But if you're telling me, Robin, I don't have these kind of relationships, or you may be saying, well, I have some good friendships and relationships. I just don't know if we have this depth of our relationship. I want you to understand this, that God created you for community. So this is a biblical principle. And if it's a biblical principle, that means that you can begin to pray and ask him for those relationships. Listen, God did not create you to live on isolation island. He wants you to have life giving relationships. Now we're not talking about 20 friends. We're not talking about 10. Honey, you can get you a good two or three. You can get you a solid two or three. I just want you to have life giving relationships. So again, I want you to specifically ask God for strong relationships, someone who can help expand your perspective, someone who can help you raise your emotional IQ, someone who can help challenge the stories you're telling yourself, someone who can speak life over you, somebody who can remind you of how dope you are. But what is most important 
for it is for you to be able to do the same with them. Listen, we're not doing one-sided relationships. We want mutually beneficial relationships. Okay, so I told you I was going to be laying out my case. I hope by now I have convinced you that you do need safe spaces. And again, not just in friendship. You want a safe space with your spouse. You want a safe space with your children. With your spouse, it looks differently than it does with your friends. With your children, it looks differently than it does with your spouse. You just want to create a space, a relationship where we can be honest with one another and have real, transparent, vulnerable connection. So I hope that I have laid my case, but now I want to break down for you the three components of a safe space. Let's go ahead and break it down. First of all, a safe space has to be created. A safe space doesn't just happen, honey. It has to be created. You got to be able to have that conversation. And I want you to know, I learned this the hard way. I was making the false assumption that people who I had been friends with for years was automatically safe spaces. And that was a faulty and unfair, quite frankly, assumptions. And so what was happening is I was showing up a certain way and I was um, uh, inserting myself in a way that they weren't necessarily asking me to, quite frankly. And so I was getting my feelings hurt. They were being annoyed with me and I couldn't understand why. And I realized my girlfriend coined it like this and she wasn't necessarily talking about me when she said it. We were actually talking about another situation. And this was many years ago. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. She said, you know, because such and such, sometimes people can just have placement issues. And she said, they think they have a different place in your life than they do. And when I tell you, baby, it was like, uh-huh placement issues and I recognized I was having placement issues. I was assuming I was in a different place in someone's life than I was. I was assuming they wanted my feedback, that they wanted my insight. I was assuming that they wanted me to challenge them and to help them grow. And when I was getting the resistance and the pushback, I couldn't understand it. And I now realize, honey, a safe space has to be created. They hadn't asked that of me. And I was just making the assumption. So it has to be created. It has to be intentionally established. Don't assume you have that place in someone's life. And quite frankly, how arrogant of me, because everybody doesn't have that authority in my life. Everybody doesn't have the free reign to tell me everything they think about everything I'm doing. Uh-uh, no, no. Everybody doesn't have free reign. So who am I to think that I have that with everybody? And so you want to make sure that the safe space is created, that you have that awkward sometimes, but that real conversation. What began to happen for me when I began to recognize that I was having these placement issues, I then went to the total opposite. Let me tell you, that's what often happens. When we begin to make transformation or change or we realize something is going on, we sometimes go all the way to the other side and we have to balance it out. So what began to happen is with friends, I just started not having nothing to say. Oh, okay. All right. That's cool. I wasn't having anything to say. And my friends who wanted this with me was like, what, what's wrong with you? What, what are you doing? Well, because then nobody asked my opinion. And so, <laughs> and again, all of it was out of my own self-protection, quite frankly, because I'd gotten my feelings hurt, maybe not by them in particular, but by different dynamics. And so I just decided I ain't giving nobody my opinion about anything, right? And so those relationships, those people started to say to me, no, Robin, let me, 
You don't have to ask me. I don't want you to have to say, I don't know what you think. I want to know what you think. And so with those relationships, we have established, and I've said that to them, listen, they know, because I'm like, tell me what you think. What? Give me feedback on this. And there are people in my life who I haven't even said directly, give me feedback, but I have said, listen, you have that space in my life. And so those relationships have been created. There's a safe space that has been created. Next, a safe space has to be cultivated. What does that mean? Honey, we are all human. We are all flawed and we all have our stuff. That's why I'm saying you want to make sure that you understand, you know your intention, but you don't know how others are experiencing you. You don't know how those little nuances that you have, how it's landing with other people. And so you want to make sure that you are cultivating the safe space. So even the healthiest friendships, relationships, connections, stuff, can happen. We can get offended. We can get irritated. We can get upset. We can get hurt. And love does cover a multitude of sin, baby, but real conversations can deal with some of that other stuff. So we have to go in and cultivate the garden of our relationship. We have to pull up those weeds that could be impacting the relationship. We have to say, you know what? what you, when you said this, this is what I heard and that hurt my feelings. Or when you respond that way, I feel this. Now, this is very important because when I talk about emotional intelligence, words are important. And so if you notice, I did not say you made me feel. Now, that is a common uh, statement. Is it a common colloquialism? Colloquial, colloquialism. It's, what is colloquialism? Anyway, that's a common statement. We'll say, you, may, you know, because you made me feel X, Y, and Z. I know that that's a common statement we make and I make it, but I try to correct myself when I do, when I'm talking to my children, when I'm talking to my husband, when I'm talking to friends, I try to reframe that when I'm talking to my sister or my mom, because nobody can make you feel anything. It is how you are processing and how you experience what just happened. Let me tell you how I can, how I can help you see this. Watch this. I tend to be extremely sensitive with all this work I do. I tend to be still very sensitive, but I recognize that's my own processing because honey, you can say one thing to me and you can say that very same thing to my sister and it ain't going to hurt her feelings at all. And it's going to hurt mine. So did you make me feel that way? Or is that my own processing, how I hear it? my own story, my own journey that lands, it lands with me that way. And it lands differently with my sister. And so you can say certain things to certain people and they not tripping, but you say that same thing to somebody else and they feel some kind of way. So I'm very careful when I say you make me feel because nobody can jump into my brain, turn on my feelings, my feeling brain and turn on my heart, jump in my heart and make me feel some kind of way. It is how I process. But if we are in a relationship with one another and you care about me and I care about you and I'm sharing with you, this behavior lands with me this way. Let's talk this out so that I can understand you more and so that you can understand me more. I'm going to give a silly example with this. My sister and I, when we're talking, we've been on the phone for a while. One of us at some point is going to say, all right, girl, I'm over this. I'm done. I'm done talking. We're not mad. We're just done talking. All right, I'm over it now. I'm done talking. And we just both say, okay, girl, I'll talk to you. Like, it does not offend us at all. Well, honey, I have done that with some friends. And my friends are like, 
Robin, that's rude. Why would you say that? Because they don't have that same understanding of my intention that my sister does. And so I have some friends who are like, uh-uh, I can't do that, Robin. That hurts my feelings. But other friends are like, girl, I'm with you. Yes, I'm done. And so it's not that I'm making them feel some kind of way. It's how that lands with them. All right. I know, I know, I know. So you have to cultivate it. You got to go in there and pull up the weeds. You cannot assume that if you have created the safe space, that it will always stay safe. We must be able to have the tough conversations. Listen, one of the indicators for me that somebody is a safe space for me is that we can have tough conversations. So again, it has to be created. It has to be cultivated. And lastly, the safe space has to be covered. In other words, you have to protect the safe space. You have to cover it. You don't allow just anybody to say anything about this person in your life. You are protecting the safe space. What you and this person share and talk about, you're not sharing with everybody else because you are protecting the safe space. I remember when my husband was in politics, he was the CEO of our county. And I remember at one point, um, some of the employees we had a you know somewhat of a closer relationship and some of the employees would begin to share some of their frustrations with the decisions that my husband was making now let's be clear this is not us pastoring i have nothing to do with his role as the ceo nothing to do at least with us pastoring this church we are doing this together we're building this together we are um, um called to this jointly but he was called to be the CEO and I was called to support him as his wife. I had nothing to do. He don't have nothing to do with Virtue Speaks, my counseling practice. He has nothing to do with Live Life LLC, my coaching practice. He supports me in that, but he's not on my sessions with my clients uh, dealing with that, right? And so that was not, so he, these employees would be sharing things with me. And here I go using my pillow talk, you know, baby, you know, such and such was saying, I, I just think you might want to consider, I'm using my pillow talk to bring stuff that they're putting in my ear to him. I wasn't covering, I wasn't protecting our safe space. So I want you to understand that you have to cover your safe space because if you don't, stuff is going to get in it. So we are just about done. Let's recap. A safe space is an established relationship where we can have real connection, where we can be vulnerable, where we can flow without fear of retribution or judgment. This isn't about being manipulative or gaslighting one another. If you say something out of pocket or you do something hurtful, there's going to be a human response, but we try our best to keep our connection pure. We understand that iron sharpens iron and we grow together. And so then in order to make our safe space work, it has to be one created, it has to be cultivated, and it has to be covered. And remember, you don't have to do any of this, but without it, your ability to elevate will be impacted because God did not create you for isolation island. We were created for community. We really do need each other. All right, sis, that is 
it. Listen, if this episode helped you, can you share it with somebody? Girl, send it to somebody and say, listen, I want you to listen to this and then I want us to talk about it because I think we could establish this safe space. Maybe send it to your man, honey, and tell him, listen, I know that she says sis throughout the podcast, but can you listen to this? Because I want us to talk about it. Take some notes and then share it with your children, even your adult children. If you are watching this on YouTube, can you not only comment, can you subscribe to the channel? If you're watching this on your favorite podcast app, can you please leave a review and also subscribe to the podcast? Listen, I would love for you to DM me and share with me your takeaway. My Instagram is Robin May Online, and I would love to have a future conversation with you to continue to unpack this conversation. Until next time, this is Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Thank you for being with me, girl. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Listen, these conversations are to help you live intentionally, fully engaged, to help you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. And listen, I am committed to being in the trenches with you. If you haven't already, make sure you head on over to you canlivelife.com slash academy. Yes, girl, the academy doors are open. This is where you get to dive into further conversations on our podcast topics. We get to dive into the trenches of the life course, the course that I have created to help you create the life that you long for. And we get to have monthly office hours where you can ask me any questions you have about all of this. Girl, Life Academy is where we can do life together. So head on over to youcanlivelife.com slash academy.